0: What's up, everyone, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. Real quick, before questions, we need to send a shout-out and a thank you to Brian Ritigliano, who joined our Patreon at the Jedi Master Level. So thank you so much, Brian. That support means the world to us.
1: For our first question, Caleb Diaz asks, if Maul or Pre Vizsla ever struggled to wield the Darksaber like Din?
0: I doubt it. Especially not Maul. I mean, Maul knows what a lightsaber is. I think, obviously, he's used to handling them. And Din struggled to wield it. The the weight that he feels is more about it not feeling like his so much. I think Pre Vizsla full on believed that lightsaber belonged to him.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like it probably doesn't feel heavy to someone with a clear vision, even if that vision is misguided. Uh, If your vision is clear to what you want, and the darksaber is part of that vision, then I think it's probably not heavy.
0: Yeah. I think that's exactly right. We see Din struggling with it the most while he's like, I guess I'll go back to being a bounty hunter when he doesn't really belong in that world anymore. And so he just doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know who he is without Grogu. So that's why it's feeling so heavy. I think we're still going to see it uh, with some weight in The Mandalorian Season 3. I think he's going to feel that weight until he more fully accepts that maybe he can be a leader for the Mandalorian people instead of just a loner off on his own.
1: Yeah. And it could also have something to do with just how he feels about his place as a Mandalorian in general. You know, he's taken the helmet off in front of people and he's probably questioning, questioning a lot of things. So a lot of that is not just the responsibility of wielding it, but his own struggles with who he is. Alex Ward wants to know if we could see Qui-Gon's ghost visiting Vader in the Kenobi series.
0: That's something interesting I hadn't considered, and I do think that that's possible. I mean, we hear Qui-Gon's screams when Anakin is slaughtering the Tusken Raiders, so maybe Anakin heard that too. Um, Maybe Qui-Gon has kind of poked around to see what Anakin's up to every once in a while, even if Anakin didn't know it. So I don't know. That'd be interesting if Qui-Gon, like... Anakin's almost father figure (laughs) from the Phantom Menace if he appeared to try to offer some guidance I I kind of feel like it won't happen but I think it's possible
1: yeah I'm curious to know if some part of Qui-Gon feels responsible for all of this because he was the one that really wanted that was his dying wish is to train for Obi-Wan to train Anakin Um, I don't think that's the case I think we're If we see him at all, I think we're only going to see him speaking with Obi-Wan because he probably knows deep down that this is Obi-Wan's journey. It's more about him than Vader.
0: Right. I mean, yeah, the series is called Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I I think that we'll definitely... I mean, I'm just fingers crossed that Qui-Gon is in this story and we see him speaking to Obi-Wan. But it would be really interesting to see him also trying to reach out to Anakin. Uh, it, it I, I don't know. Something about it, I'm like, I don't think that'll happen. But I like the idea.
1: Ice Phoenix 2 asks, which upcoming Star Wars books we are most excited for?
0: I think that I'm still just riding that High Republic high. <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited for Phase 2 to begin. I'm bummed that it's so far off. Um, Brotherhood sounds really cool in the more immediate future. Uh, seeing just the immediate aftermath of Attack of the Clones and the very early days of the Clone Wars, uh, that's very appealing to me. Especially, you know, with all the hype around Obi Wan Kenobi leading into that.
1: Yeah, I we got that excerpt from Shadows of the Sith, mm-hmm. and that I that got a lot of people hyped, including me. Uh, that's probably the one right now that I'm looking the most forward to. Uh, Queen's Hope is another one that I'm interested in reading.
0: I'm surprised we got the excerpt from Shadow of the Sith so early. Like, we haven't seen any excerpts from Brotherhood, I don't think, yet. And that one's coming out sooner. Yeah. Uh, I think Shadow of the Sith is out in like July. Um, but I think they're just building hype for it. And yeah, that excerpt was really good. And that's part of the reason I chose uh, this question, was because I thought uh, we'd want to talk about it a little bit. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know if we want to spoil things for anyone who hasn't read it yet, but I don't know. It's been out for a week. It's cool to see Anakin and and Luke even a little bit together.
1: Yeah, just the stuff that happens in the... Because I got yelled at for spoiling it when I (laughs) tweeted about it, so... But it's just... It's really exciting. Go read the excerpt. Uh, It's... You know, I didn't think I would be excited to get more Luke so soon, but... Because of how how it's kind of connecting to sequel trilogy stuff, he's on Exegol. Uh, I'm I'm really excited to see where all that goes.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be a good bridge uh, between the originals and the sequels. And I've already seen people whining about like, oh, they're going to use a book to try to fix the the movies. And it's like, well, welcome to Star Wars. Like, they've been doing this since the 80s. <laughs>
1: Not, yeah. And I wouldn't say trying to fix right. it. It's just making connections.
0: But yeah. They're just embellishing the era, which I do think it could use some embellishment. But yeah, that's to some people, they're, they're claiming that, oh, they're trying to fix things. And it's like, that's always how Star Wars has operated since Star Wars put books out.
1: (laughs) Brandon Velasquez wants to know if Ben Solo would have turned himself in at the end of The Rise of Skywalker if he had lived.
0: I don't know. And that was kind of one of the reasons I really, really wanted to see him survive is because I wanted to see what ideas they had, because that is a very difficult question. Like, oh, does Ben just show up? on Agent Kloss and start partying with everyone else? No, like, that that's not how that would work. So I wanted to see what they would have done. I think that exile probably makes the most sense. Like, he goes off somewhere on his own to hopefully help the galaxy and tone. but I don't know. I don't know what he would have done.
1: Yeah, I like, who would they have turned him into exactly?
0: Right, like, is the New Republic... Still gone? Go or... to Jedi jail. Yeah, who... <laughs> and who could really hold him? It's like the government is blown up. You just took down the first order, probably. So, like, who who does he turn himself into? What do they do with him? A very powerful Force user. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure that he would have just agreed to stay locked up or whatever.
1: I think you know. At this point, Ray is still fairly new to all this you know she's come a long way but i think the the way that this would have gone is the two of them would have gone off and had some like jedi rehab kind of like what we (laughs) saw in the high republic recently they could they have a lot that they could teach each other and you know this would by no means be ray becoming uh, a teacher to him it would just be like a little little vacation for I mean, the two of I, no, them. I like
0: what you're saying with the kind of the rehabilitation of getting back into the light side and giving into your giving yourself into the force like we see with Orla and Elzar Man. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been interesting, but it's like, would the galaxy have stood for that? Probably not. That wouldn't promote a lot of trust in the new Jedi, whatever they were going to be, is that, oh, they immediately like made out and ran off to some other planet to hide like
1: well, the galaxy still doesn't know that much about the Jedi at this point and probably don't know much about Ray either even if or if she even exists, would the rest of the galaxy know that she had a huge part in saving everyone's butts? I don't know <laughs> but romantic relationship aside with those two, I think. Yeah, like a little rehab session somewhere far away at like a temple or something would do both of them pretty well after such a traumatic experience.
0: Yeah. Like I said, there's I don't know that there is a good answer for it. It's just something that I wanted to see them attempt.
1: Will S. asks when our dream time would be to bring Fallen Order characters into live action.
0: Figured we'd talk about this since we're in the middle of your Fallen Order playthrough i I don't think that they should be pulled into live action until after all of the fallen order games are told, well, specifically if they continue to be about Cal Kestis.
1: yeah, I agree. I was gonna say yesterday for my answer because I feel like that just already needed to happen, <laughs> but that's just because i'm I'm in it right now, uh and I just met Marin, so um, I want her in everything um I don't know. It's hard to say when I specifically want to see them come into live action because I don't know what kind of story I would want to see from them yet.
0: Yeah, that's also a tough thing. Like, where do you put them in the story? Um, Because they shouldn't be around during the original trilogy. Like, I'm kind of hoping that, again, if they continue to follow Cal, that Cal and Seer and company go off into the Unknown Regions to look up stuff about the Zepho or something Uh, And then they can return after the Galactic Civil War. So I guess bringing them in sometime during the Mandalorian and all that. um, But even then, I, I don't know how much sense that makes.
1: Yeah, it would probably be some case where it's a brand new story that I don't know about yet that would then fit perfectly with those characters. But as of right now, I can't really say that there is a specific time and place in the timeline that I want to see them in live action. I think that they would do well to keep, to stay in the video games, maybe in something animated would be really cool. Uh, But yeah, I don't, I just don't know yet.
0: It's, I I want it to happen in live action somehow just, and I think that they specifically cast actors and modeled them after those actors on purpose for the chance to bring them into live action. Um, But I I always want that. I want the video game, creators the people who made this character to tell their story with cal first and wrap that up and then if there's room to pull him into other stories yeah go nuts but i i want to give all of the video game writers first crack at it because their cal is theirs and i feel like they deserve it Today's video is brought to you by Manscaped and their all-new ultra-premium shower collection. This all-in-one hygiene skin and hair bundle is designed to upgrade the everyday man's shower routine from head to toe. Save big by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code STARWARS. The collection comes with body wash, two-in-one shampoo and conditioner, deodorant, moisturizing spray, lip balm, and an electric trimmer for nose and ears hair. I just turned 35, and honestly, for whatever reason, ever since I hit 30, hair just started exploding out of my nose and ears, so the trimmer's been great. But Manscaped sent us all the products. I've been using them for a couple weeks now, and I like them a lot. They feel good, and I don't have a sense of smell, I'm osmic but Molly tells me they smell good, and I'm finally using moisturizer, which she's been trying to get me to to do for forever. It feels good to take care of yourself, you know. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code StarWars at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code StarWars at Manscaped.com. But now, back to questions.
1: On to YouTube questions. Son of Kardask asks, what Wedge's reaction to Snap's death was in The Rise of Skywalker?
0: I see this question a lot, so I figured, well, let's address it, I guess. We'll never know,
1: because they couldn't afford uh, an extra scene with him, I guess.
0: Well, you can see Wedge in the background on Agent Kloss. Like, I don't think he gets another close-up other than the one in the Falcon. Um, But he is in the background, and he looks fine. And (laughs) so he's not... it, It doesn't look like he's mourning or anything. And, you know, that's just one of those production things where I don't think people making The Rise of Skywalker, knew that connection, that Wedge is basically Snap's father at that point. He stepfather. Um, but they have a good relationship. And yeah, it makes that a little worse, knowing that Wedge shows up right after Snap dies at the Battle of Exegol.
1: It's almost like he hopped in the ship right after that happened to avenge his stepson. <laughs> yeah. But I know that's not the case. Yeah,
0: that's how we can look at it. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of their especially adult relationship was written after The Rise of Skywalker was written. It came out before The Rise of Skywalker. Look at this books book, but...
1: fixing movies again.
0: <laughs> well, this book is like just, uh, it's a great book. I really, really liked it. But yeah, it's adding some complications that the movies don't address because how could they? Um, but yeah, it's just one of those, we have to assume that obviously Wedge was devastated. We didn't see it. But yeah, he was.
1: Or what if he didn't know? He didn't realize and no one had told him yet.
0: Yeah, that's true. We, he might just not have found that out yet.
1: That's my headcanon because obviously like something happened in communication. Maybe like he filmed his stuff before they decided they were going to kill Snap and they just didn't get a reaction from, from Wedge uh, while they had him on set. But I'm just going to tell myself that he didn't know just just yet. And that, that makes it even more sad. I mean,
0: I don't think that the filmmakers a knew about that relationship. I also don't think it makes a whole lot of sense in the film to address it. Because yeah. not many people watching The Rise of Skywalker are going to know that, wait, Wedge is that guy's Stepfather. A very
1: small percentage of people would have known.
0: Yeah. So, like, this is a fun question for us to try to wrap our heads around after the fact, but most people have no idea. So, it doesn't make sense for Wedge to show up and be like, my stepson, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jedi Spartan 38 wants to know if seeing Cody or Rex is more likely in the Kenobi series.
0: I think it's got to be Cody.
1: I think so, too. He's got, he's the one that has more of a background with. Obi-Wan to begin with and I don't know that one just makes more sense to me
0: that's more like if we have to choose one I think both could appear if we're doing Clone Wars flashbacks and we're seeing Anakin and Obi-Wan and Rex and Cody and maybe a young Ahsoka off in the distance somewhere like we we don't know if we're getting Clone Wars flashbacks what they might entail but yeah I think both are possible if I could only choose one you have to go Cody I think because Exactly what you just said.
1: Yeah. They they've got a history together. And, you know, if we're seeing these flashbacks and they have their helmets on, easy enough, super easy to, you know, decide which clone you're gonna use for what scene. If they don't have their helmets on, still easy because if you've gotten Tamar Morrison back to, you know, reprise his role as a clone it's still just a kind of a matter of changing the armor to look like a certain specific yeah. clone.
0: Change the armor at a scar, you're you're halfway there.
1: Mm-hmm. The sharper coder blog asks if the chosen one prophecy repeats itself over and over to bring balance to the force.
0: I would say in a way. They've kind of alluded to that in the comics that, you know, there are multiple chosen ones of like each era. That Anakin is obviously, like, the chosen one of prophecy, but Luke was also a chosen one. And Leia, and Ray, and Ben, like, the Force finds vessels. The cosmic Force, I should say, finds vessels for uh, its uses. I do think that Anakin is the chosen one of prophecy, because George Lucas said so. Like, (laughs) he was the one to fulfill the prophecy that brought balance to the Force, A, and destroyed the Sith. Which, destroying the Sith seems to have stuck, (laughs) for now at least.
1: There's, I mean, there's a lot of prophecies in Star Wars lore that we don't really know a lot about. I think Master and Apprentice talked about some, but, you know, also gave us the idea that there's a lot out there that we don't really know too much about. Um,
0: I would also say that Master and Apprentice is very much about how everyone interprets a prophecy differently. mm -hmm. So... Yeah, like I, I think you could interpret it that way that, you know, a chosen one is going to come up and uh, bring balance to the Force, but they're not always born of the Force, and they haven't all destroyed the Sith. Only Anakin did that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think different versions of the chosen one prophecy exist, and they repeat themselves in different ways. And yeah, anyone can determine pretty much anything from a prophecy, so.
0: And Yoda says as much, that like, you know, we may have misread this too. And you're like, <laughs> just, oh, you're just gonna drop that on us in episode three? Okay, Yoda.
1: Way to not take responsibility. <laughs> Trey 2000 wants to know if Obi-Wan will try to redeem Reva to succeed where he failed with Anakin.
0: That's an interesting thought, and I can kind of see it, but I also hope he doesn't, <laughs> just because that sounds really similar to Fallen Order.
1: Mm, yeah, I just, I feel like at this moment in time when we're seeing Obi-Wan, he's in no position to be redeeming anyone, except for the one that maybe he had a chance to do at one point, and he might ha- get a second chance to do it again. Um, I, I mean, they keep saying we're going to be seeing Obi-Wan as like a broken man, you know, and he's, he's exiled himself. So I don't know that he's going to meet Reva as an inquisitor and be like, you know what? I can fix her.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think I agree that he's not going to be on a quest to save every inquisitor. He comes across that. I think he's on a quest to protect Luke and maybe along the way he'll try to redeem Anakin again. But yeah, I think this story is going to be more redemption for Obi-Wan to make him feel less broken, uh, forgive himself a little bit. Um, I do think that there's something to the third sister's character. The fact that they named her already, uh, they haven't referred to her by title uh, in all of the promotional stuff so far. I think she's going to have an arc and and something to do, but I just hope it's not too similar to the second sister's arc.
1: Yeah. And you know, Obi-Wan is really good at talking to someone and kind of making them question their choices, no matter what he says or does. Like, he he could just leave a couple little inspirational uh, bombs for her to just, like, think about for, like, the rest of her life and be like, you know what, that Jedi kind of made sense when he said this one thing. And he, w- 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 without even realizing it, I think he probably could inspire her to, you know, think maybe what I'm doing is not <laughs> the right thing to do uh just by being obi-wan.
0: I think that's possible. That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel.
1: Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok.
0: And as always, thanks for watching and may the force be with you.
1: Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570 726 for all your carpet upholstery and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners, also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today. 570-726-6200.